welcome to season two of the Human Results Podcast. A very, very different podcast to open up season two. We have our Spanish office in house today, Mr. Alistair Hobbs. Good morning, Alistair. Morning, Ben. It's uh, it's warm and sticky out here in Menorca, but uh, beautiful start to the day. Excellent, excellent. And we've had a break from the podcast, because obviously it was just getting monotonous, but now we finally can move forward. Uh, so the first thing to talk to you about is travel. How was it getting to Spain? It was quite stressful, the whole experience leading up to it. But in fairness, the, the, at the airport, it was very well run. Both UK side at Bristol and uh, and here in Menorca, they've uh, they've got their groove. It was felt safe. You've just got to be patient. I mean, we had quite a long queue at the passport control because there was only one um, Garda Seville uh, working in the box. So seeing it, seeing everybody come through, there was a couple of people getting a bit fed up with that. By and large, I thought it went very well. I think it's well geared. They're doing a decent job. Of course, numbers of people here are hugely down um, on what they might expect coming into the peak of the season with the school holidays. Um, there are a few tourists here, but nothing like as many as there would normally be. And of course, you're obviously at family's uh, property over there and you're not coming back till mid-August. Not You won't have to quarantine, will you? Yes, obviously the double jabbed now will be fine come August. You read anecdotally of people running off Mallorca trying to get home quickly because of the changes uh, in the last few days. I think coming for as long as we do for work, I would have been willing to have stayed at home uh, because I can work from home. The idea of going into some kind of quarantine hotel fills anybody with dread. So what's the uh, what, what's Spain like as, as a country? You say it's down on tourists. What's it like as well as the restrictions still over there? You get the impression that, that the, the Spanish are much more willing to take rules and told what to do than we are. Noticeably more willing to put on their masks in the streets and, uh, and, and in shops. They've had a tightening of restrictions recently here in the last few days where uh, they've brought in a, let's say, curfew. It still seems reasonable to me, but they're, they're basically having to close by 1 a.m. rather than 2 a.m. in the bars. They've reintroduced an expectation of wearing masks outside in, in crowded settings. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's uh, being followed, but they're, they're, they're pretty relaxed now. I think they, you know, they got used to what they're doing. But yeah, they seem to be more willing to take, I don't get any sense of dissent uh, here, yeah. like, we, like we do at home now. And so that's, obviously you left the UK um, earlier this week, but you were here for Freedom Day, as, as so-called. What was the build up like that for you with your clients? I think really, um, at the moment, um, it's not made a huge amount of change to plans. There's the, those that have been able to work from home uh, have been operating flexibly, uh, hybrid style, for quite some time, and I don't see that changing. There's no, there was no great rush for Freedom Day because I think that the, the reality was was that people were feeling a bit more anxious again because of the, you know, the significant increase in numbers at home. So I think Freedom Day was not particularly one that was observed by business, at least. You know, certainly, I don't see uh, much changing dramatically. I think that pubs are looking forward to not having to provide table service. From, from certainly speaking to one or two, 
they're going to keep the screens and uh, they're going to keep the masks. There's undoubtedly going to be conflict where people are going to refuse to wear masks and they know it's not the law, it is the personal choice of the pub landlord. Whether they get to the point of being barred, I suppose, will depend on the personal choice of the, of the, of the pub landlord. But the unfortunate thing is it brings them into conflict. They can't just say it's the law and hide behind it if they approve and they agree and they don't wish to you know, put themselves at greater risk than, 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 than they have been they're going to find that uh, it'll lead to some conflict, I'm sure. I think the biggest issue at the moment, Ben, as we all know, is increasingly clear that it's, it's the pinging of the track and trace and the impact that's having in so many settings. You know, hospitality has been on the increase um, really quite exponentially in recent weeks. And it's, uh, you know, it's an area where certainly some of my clients have struggled to recruit you know, people have not come back since uh, being furloughed last year. A lot of employers have found that their staff are no longer coming back. And they, they've taken the money and they've gone. They've retrained. They've found other things to do. We'll, we'll come back to Pindemic in a minute. It's the second part of the Ooh. podcast. So don't, don't, don't go too far on that one yet. It's a, it's a rather big <laughs> subject at the moment, uh, Alistair. But, but yeah, I mean, what are supermarket shelves like over at Spain? Are they fully stocked? Because we're, we're, we're seem to be struggling in the UK. Seem to be Ben. I mean, I, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, you know, with day three here and uh, I've, I've shopped local and I've not been for a big shop yet. Uh, I'm not hearing stories of any problems. Certainly the local shops are well stocked. But uh, yeah, you, again, I'm reading about uh, concerns about supermarket shelves. Um, not seen it or experienced it here as yet. Mm, yeah, no, I, we went Wednesday to Sainsbury's locally and, and, and a lot of shelves were were empty now of course they can put it down to the heat wave moment people go shopping early etc but i think it's a bit more serious than that and i think we all know that and, and, and we'll, we'll obviously come back to that very very shortly the one big thing for me this weekend alistair is that events are back in the uk uh we had the county show last saturday which was was restricted to be honest with you i went up to that and then this week we've got um a, a, a huge event across all the shrewsbury which obviously will be unrestricted so the key to all this is having people to man it People are um, being pinged, as it's now known, pandemic. So what's your HR advice regarding the, the ping in the HR? You know, Ben, I've, had, I've, I've got several clients have, in, in the last week or so that have been desperate to encourage staff who've been pinged to get tested and come back to work, if they're clear. Uh, and, I, and I understand fully the pressures uh, that they're under. But at the moment, I think that, that whilst if you are double jabbed, I think from the 16th of August, you can pretty much ignore a ping. Uh, at the moment, you can't. You're not supposed to ignore a ping. So, yeah, you listen to government ministers. They, they obviously have rushed in things now. They've rushed in uh, exemptions for care workers and NHS staff. That's just been rushed through. But you're talking about PCR tests and daily testing in an environment where that that they can do that and expedite uh, the results of these things we're just going to have to accept there's going to be disruption uh, and it's, it's it's going to be uh, hugely frustrating for a few more weeks there, there was a list last night issued late late last night uh, by the government including the people in the supply the food supply chain it always seems to be it, it's 
very fluid, and then of course that then it, brings us. Yeah, it's it's supposedly constantly under review, Ben. They're moving pretty quickly. Uh, they're reacting to things. They really don't want people to. Uh, they, they don't want. They just don't want to see uh, a huge increase in in cases of COVID, um, resulting in hospitalisation and death. Do they? You know, they no, no. they they want to see us. They they know it's going to increase, uh, but they want to see a curve that the NHS can cope with, whilst uh, the vaccination program continues to roll out with the younger adults and getting getting people double jabbed is clearly the order of the day. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people in UK, Alistair, are saying um, delete the app. Obviously, there's a lot of encouragement of that. You wouldn't encourage that, would you? Because it's for a reason, isn't it? The app itself and things. Well, this is it. I know quite a few self-employed people, especially who you know really have, have uh, taken that attitude last year. Never mind this. But you you've got to have confidence in the system. Um, it's there for a purpose. So I, I certainly can't condone that kind of thing. Uh, deleting the app simply to avoid detection um, uh, and being pinged so it's a pretty selfish act really we don't expect it of our politicians I mean obviously you look at the public outcry of, uh, and certainly the media uh, spotlight on Boris Johnson at the weekend you know it, it led to a change in the, a sudden change in direction to one of I'm self-isolating just to end pandemic now, what is the legal side of things? And obviously, you know, what, what could, if you get pinged, do you have to self-isolate? Is it a law or is it a guidance? My understanding is it's the law. My understanding is it's the law, Ben. If you're pinged, you're pinged. And obviously you can go and get tested, but um, you've got to take, take, take the advice and, 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 and self-isolate, yeah. So you definitely encourage people to have uh, plans if people are pinged. Uh, a lot of them will, of course, work from home, but but some may not. You've got to yes, uh, I, I think that's right. It's uh, if it happens, you just got to do your duty. But uh, of course, self-employment is obviously the big area because ten days of, of not working now is going to. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a real problem, Ben. As I say, I think with the numbers on the increase, people getting out and about, it's it's inevitably going to lead to. People being pinged that don't have it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it is it is it is hugely disruptive to, to businesses at the moment. Uh, and of course, you've got to compound that with it being the school holidays about to kick off. People trying to get away or take time off with family, putting an awful lot of pressure on on, on employers. I'm pleased to be out of the country for a few more weeks, Ben. Fly back in on the 17th. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's right. yeah. Perfect timing to come back. Well, we won't uh, we won't keep you for anymore. I know you're. I know it's a working holiday. I only know you're working over there while you're having your break. But your break is fully well deserved. You know how many days off per year. Uh, but we'll leave you to go back to your uh, Spanish holiday. We do. Thank you, Ben. Here we with laptop, phone, and everything. We're we're fully functional. Yes, we do. We feel the best coming back. We're back. Uh, there'll be another podcast shortly. Thank you for listening. Do subscribe. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers, Alistair. Thanks, Ben. Have a good day.